0: This ripple won't fade. It'll grow
1: and grow until it's a tidal wave. Welcome, everyone, to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hello, Pete. Hello, Matt.
0: Thank God you saw the original Terminator. Otherwise, you'd be off the team. The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast by Fantastic Geek for episode 315, Spacetime, is brought to you by Homeless Hinton's Wooden Robins. They can't change the past, but they can move you to a brighter tomorrow. When we catch you up on what went down, our teaser here, Matt, enigmatic, sparks, a wooden burn, A uh, cigar being lit. Facial hair. uh, There's a man painting a bird. What is this? We're not quite sure. We suddenly realize that we are outside in an alley. And a gentleman comes out back from a business. Asks that man, what are you starting fires now? It's Charlie, right? But actually, it's Charles. Uh, Tells him he can stay there. uh, uh, he can't stay there anymore, and uh, that there's a shelter down the street that he can, uh, he can check out, but not completely mean-spirited. He gives him, uh, or at least tries to give him some money. Hey, grab yourself some breakfast on the way. No, and here comes the touch.
1: Yeah, it's uh, the, the vision of the future given to the, as of yet, unnamed uh, business owner there. We get the title card, and then, uh, not creepy at all, Pete, S.H.I.E.L.D. listens in on all 911 calls worldwide. You know, that could be your 911, your 811, your 999, whatever it is out there in the world. They hear that Edwin Abbott, hey, that's the business owner that we saw. He's asking for Daisy Johnson, says that Hydra is coming. Uh, with that, we get a shot of Colson and Daisy up front with May, who gets a little bit of dialogue, hashtag more May please. And uh, Lincoln in tow. They're en route to Diker Heights, New York. Uh, Shield is on the scene. Abbott is there. He says that he heard the future. Hey, maybe it's a curse. Uh, And with that, Pete, the scene continues to unfold.
0: Important to mention in between. We, we got the dialogue from what he had seen in his vision. Daisy, uh, help. Daisy, help, please running out of time. Daisy, this is where I die. Mac is also mentioned as having uh, needed and being on bed rest here. Daisy arrives at the scene. Interesting, Matt, introducing herself as Daisy Johnson, ATCU. But this is how uh, Edwin Knows her name from this point right now. He saw this, not this that we're talking about right now, but then, then.
1: It's it's all timey wimey. It's like a it's like a rug, really.
0: I don't uh, know what that means. I follow. There's different time travel rules. There's Terminator rules. There's Back to the Future rules. You're talking about some offshore, you know, uh, strange TV show that you know nobody really acknowledges I use spaceball rules. those are my time travel rules. so tweet at us with what you consider the time travel rules
1: for the record Pete, I officially go with the lost rules that are defined by three words Whatever happened happened and uh, by the way, there's technically not a comma in there even though people traditionally put it there. anyhow uh, intercut in this scene is may talking dialogue-less uh, colson steps away to talk to charles pete that's when hydra's miracle flying machine arrives it's it's a vtol that's out there for you aviation uh freaks out there vtol vertical takeoff and landing it's bigger than i recall from last time actually a, a pretty cool design uh abbott says this is where he dies and then he's hit by gunfire so hashtag sad irony um, Hydra uses their net scoopy thing to, to grab Charles. He's just about to be pulled up. He is being pulled up. Daisy reaches for him and sees Pete snippets of the future. Simmons Fitzsimmons looking up. Lincoln cut Charles being led to his death, question mark.
0: Yeah, I have a woman Fitz and Simmons. Lincoln, there's a fight. Colson shooting. Uh, At what appears to be her point of view. Charles on the roof. And then hoping you could help. And then the bird. And to realize that this stuff hasn't happened yet.
1: Pete, what happens next to my notes is either something I wrote to be funny. uh, Or I wrote because Freud. Or it was autocorrect. So it's one of those options. Story moves next to Sexy Ward. All in black, still in the concrete room. It's a redressed set. Malik is having quite a dinner. And Squidward, as he's referred to in the rest of my notes. So again, I'm not quite sure what's going on there. Um, Squidward is there putting on his best uh, kind of American James Bond impression, I thought. There's definitely a little difference in, in uh, Brett Dalton's performance here. A little bit more kind of uh, old soul class there. We have uh, Mr. Guerra there. Uh, as well as a, a woman and a no name cook who uh, aren't used in the episode.
0: I have uh, Ward Neo, he is risen <laughs> in my notes. Uh, to what do we owe the improvement? Gideon Malik asks. So, uh, not Ward, because we still don't have that other name that's out there. So, we're also going to use the name that was coined for us by uh, listener uh, JJ Nato. Um, that is Squidward, which was then, uh, put into art for us by another listener, Robert T. Frost, uh, and check that out on Twitter. Great little, uh, Hydra takeoff with, uh, Squidward from SpongeBob there, um, really kind of mashing together a, a lot of ideas tonight with that.
1: There is discussion with Malik and Squidward slash Ward uh, concerning this this plan. Now that now that this entity from Maveth is here, aren't they supposed to take over the world? Aren't they supposed to move to the next step? Uh, Squidward points out that with $9.2 billion in the bank, what can Malik get that he doesn't have already? Which I thought was a really great Uh, question, and then the answer that comes with it is even better. The answer is uh, a podcast. No, sorry. The answer (laughs) is power, true power.
0: Well, let me know if uh, real power, Matt, would like a magazine or something. But uh, true power, and people I'm sure got that, true power, uh, which of course is intriguing, true power uh, really looks like uh, going above ground here.
1: After the act break, there's there's just shock and discussion about the vision of the future. How could this be? There's a recap of the things that were seen. There's also talk of reverse engineering that vision. Uh, you know, can they change the future? That's when Fitz says, "Whatever happened, happened." Um, it's some really really nice science fiction writing here. Maybe some of the best writing of the episode, where Fitz explains what it's like to travel through time and space. He uses the the, the notion of if we are two-dimensional beings and we can't uh, perceive the, the the third dimension, which, of course, we can perceive both, so we can kind of understand both perspectives there, then what would it be like if we couldn't perceive moving through the fourth dimension? And there's the whole line on the stack of paper that I thought was extremely elegant and extremely efficient to say we would perceive it in one way when it is, in fact, something else. Um Paul.
0: I'll be May here. You're hurting my brain. Um, it's a scene that can only happen if we're, if we're going to talk about a an episode called Space Time. This is a scene that can only happen at this point in time with these particular characters where we know them to this point that we are invested enough in them that seeing a fateful future and the ability to try to course correct it we care enough to do it. If it happened earlier, mm, would we care? We should, but that we're at this point that we're in the 15th episode of the third season. So we are, uh, 44 plus 10, uh, 52, 57 episodes in, this is the right time to deploy this type of storytelling. And, Between uh, how awful Daisy talks about that it felt and uh, whether they can change it or not and Fitz fatalism that time is an illusion that you can't change it. Simmons going through and and I liked kind of acting as a translator at times for Fitz uh, with what was going on that there's nothing you can do to change this that the future is written that now, now we're talking uh terminator no fate
1: but what we make colson declares them to be on that path they're going to try and track down the particulars but but take out the obvious things out of the equation colson's going to be without his gun fitzsimmons is going to stay out of the snow daisy uh,
0: doesn't leave the base uh, May will go in place of uh, Daisy. Sure, it'll all work out.
1: Uh, the, moving on to Colson's office, Colson makes a great Terminator reference there. That, that's his basic understanding. And then, Pete, the most shocking reveal, perhaps in all three seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., gasp worthy. Lincoln has not seen the original Terminator movie. That's just, that's, that, it, it pushes credulity.
0: There are some things that you simply can't admit. That's yeah. on the list. Okay. You cannot come out and you may not have seen it. Don't raise your hand and say, hey, oh, hey, we, teacher, you didn't give us homework. <laughs> that That's what you just did when you say, and, and we know this is a character, uh, so that's okay. It's writing. But... You just can't say it. You can't say you haven't seen the original Terminator. If you haven't, go watch it now. You can pause us and you can come back. We'll still be here. Um,
1: but In fact, he, we sent you to watch it and we're still here when you get back. It's like John Connor.
0: This this guy, he's on something. He is on to something. Matt is a sophisticated podcast robot sent back in time to change the future for our lucky listeners.
1: There you go. Uh, Lincoln, a little less lucky. He's jokingly told that he's off the team. Uh, then the show gets a little kind of uh, reflective here. Lincoln talks about... Perhaps uh, all these powers, particularly this vision of the future, it's a product of design, a grand plan. And I think Coulson thinks that they're headed towards talking about God or that sort of thing. But instead, uh, Lincoln brings up a point that has been mentioned before, this notion that Uh humans exist to fill in blank spaces in the species. Fill a need that
0: we're story seeding in a big way, Matt. Second time Lincoln has brought it up previously with daisy so i'm thinking he's either going to mention it to each member of the team before suddenly those uh powers will be understood or the uh re-emphasis of that point is duly noted here um colson said that uh if if it comes down to what's gonna happen, well, th- they'll see what's what, but he's comfortable with the changes they're gonna make. And uh, Lincoln explains that he would kill Colson
1: if he shot Daisy. Uh, a nice bit of maybe not quite story seating, but a nice nice little moment there for Lincoln to stand up as a character and for his, uh, I feel like we're on a little arc 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 with him that that the show is not calling great attention to but it's nice to see him continue on that i don't know if it's for a larger purpose or just just kind of the the direction of the character but the direction of this story moves on to daisy and fitzsimmons searching for ward Uh, that's intercut with ward himself or at least uh, the former ward getting out at pete Is, is it the transia building
0: transia corporation building yes boy you know might as well call that changeo industries
1: we bring change for future and stuff um back though we go to shield hq pete daisy's using all the servers to find ward but That's my fist hitting my hand. May won't let it be all the servers. Why not all the servers? Because she's searching for Andrew using a similar searchy algorithm, which I'm sure will have no bearing on the plot in the next five minutes. So keep one Andrew server going.
0: Yeah. There's a nice exchange with uh, Simmons and May. Um, Simmons asks, do you think we can change the future? uh, May confident here every move we make changes the
1: future uh it would be something if we could change the past oh man and that's when doctor who shows up in his robot car anyhow um the scene is instead interrupted by a woman has arrived hey that's a familiar looking woman it's charles hinton's wife who knows of his powers uh, by the way, Pete, it's at this moment where, or maybe it's a, it's a moment after, but in Coulson's office, they're watching Mrs. Hinton talk. Great camera move here by uh, by director and friend of the production, their production, not ours, unfortunately, Kevin Tancharoen, where they're watching it on um, they're watching uh, kind of the, the 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 camera footage of uh, Mrs. Hinton and Daisy talking. The show's camera moves towards Colson's screen and it then kind of blurs uh, into uh, the actual shot from, you know, f- f- introducing uh, the the discussion there. So nice little camera move there.
0: When you get K Tanch, Mr. T here involved, Easily the best. And this is saying something of the stable of directors that uh Shield has had over three seasons. You you know you're gonna get this action. You also know you're gonna get from a guy who's directed feature films this polished, really understood touch. And it's the subject of touching that um Mrs. Hinton brings up here, oh, Charles touched you, didn't he? They go through, Coulson has explained the, the sad history. Um, Charles left in uh, July. They had a young daughter together, um, and Mrs. Hinton lays it all out. They had just gotten home from a farmer's market. She heard a howl outside. Uh, He had developed the crust that all of the Inhumans go through, through the pterogenesis. Then they touched. She saw a car crash. They would touch later again when he came back in the house. He saw or she saw her mother on a hospital uh, bed in a code blue. And uh, every time he would do this, that person that he touched would see someone's death few days later, they started to come true. Did he try to stop them, these visions, from coming true, Daisy asks? Of course he did. Um, but it was something that just seemed unavoidable, and they always happened. There are details. What about the bird? Oh, there was a robin made out of wood. He He did that. Mrs. Hinton asks, oh, our daughter's name is is Robin. Um, he had left. He only took a jacket with him. And the reason he left was because he would never be able to hold their daughter again without her crying and seeing her mother's, his wife's future death. Pretty tragic stuff here.
1: It is definitely, definitely powerful stuff. From there, we move on to uh, Gideon with his fellow baddies. Uh, they're, they're talking to the uh, to what is presumably the the board of directors, the CEO of the company. He has Coulson's hand. It has this nerve wire interface. Malik wants in on the company in that he wants the company. Uh, the boss man says that there's no love lost between them. He's having his time wasted. He doesn't appreciate it. Ward notes rather blithely that it is in his best interest to sell because Ward is the negotiator, Pete. We had William Shatner as the negotiator and <clears throat> now we have Ward as negotiator too. Uh, when Ward stands, by the way, he's he's terribly manly, I have to notice. Um, Charles is brought in to show the future and it's of Ward pulling apart uh, the men in the room. and It's surprisingly uh, kind of graphic, Pete.
0: Yeah, as I tweeted, uh, Neo... Raiders, the Wolves of Wall Street.
1: <laughs> How many references can you get in one tweet? Um, with that, the, the the boss man signs the company over. I'm sure that would hold up in court, you know, duress and all that. Uh, and he's reminded that what he was shown will happen. And it does off screen act break.
0: Act three and the Red Skull organization is looking at a bunch of red skeletons.
1: That's irony, there, Pete.
0: And Red Skeleton is nowhere to be found.
1: <laughs> uh, it's clear now that Malik is in charge. So, what does uh, Ward want with all of this? Uh, he wants for Gideon to put on the Transia Corporation suit. It, Pete, external exoskeletons. It's like so two thousand eight, by the way. But whatever. I guess it's for the mass market. Um, Squidward so like wants
0: early nineties mech anime.
1: Uh, anime. Pleh. Anyhow, uh Squidward wants Malik to wear the suit to feel powered too. Join the join the group here. You got the ward with the powers. You got the Mr. Guerra with the powers. You got Charles with the powers. And what's Malik? He's just a nine point two billionaire. Nine point two billion dollar billionaire. Back we go to Shield HQ. May wonders who's faster, her or Daisy. Oh, it's May. Uh in there, what I'm assuming is that the rompous room. I might be called like the workout room, but I think it's more just kind of the rompus room. They set up a mock-up of the office where May will be needed to be in the future. Coulson over here. He comes in to see kind of what essentially is kind of the uh beginning of Citizen Kane slash Titanic. We're going to tell you what will happen, so when it happens, you'll recognize it at its full speed, kind of type thing. Um, there are some amusing moments where Simmons is told she needs to fall down, but. Bottom line, Pete, they need to be faster, faster. Reset.
0: Bang, bang, bang. And I guess the only reason I appreciated these two scenes, which uh, have another scene intercut, we'll discuss in a moment, is because, thank God, um, we get to see Ming-Na Wen some more. Uh, It's been a while. And get to see her in... An area of the show she's really blossomed in terms of action when you think about this actress heading into this series she was not known other than her appearance in a cartoon for action and now she is synonymous with this show through the stunt work that they've done for action so to get me more may get that hashtag going more may and uh get her in scenes like this, whatever you need to do to get her in there. Thank God we were able to get some more, but what goes down here is between the, all right, Simmons, you, you got to fall down. Lincoln grab the knife, blah, 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 blah. Colson coming to the conclusion. We can practice every moment of our lives like this. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. They need to reset here and we need to get our butts back
1: to transia corporation. Back at Transier Corporation, Malik has the suit on. He feels powerful. Pete, he's going to show how powerful he is by taking a vase, and he's going to smash the vase. It's a vase. Rah! It's a vase,
0: and oh. he smashes it. And then, then, Matt, true power, to, to repeat the simplistic phrase from before, uh, now we're going to use true power. And, uh, not ward is goading him into crushing the face of one of these other men here really kind of walking him through it. Uh,
1: This was paused momentarily for a news update on the East coast, which was interesting. I'm sure when you hear this many years in the, in the future, you will, you will know that this was a night of important goings on, but back to the show, um, it was a great Effect, a small effect, but a great effect. Um, as Malik is slowly crushing the CEO's head like a melon, um, his eyes kind of reddening and darkening. They're they're walking the line of you know a network show at the nine o'clock hour and all of that, but um, it's 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 subtle, but it's also gruesome.
0: Yeah, it's almost like what we might have seen if a character with a barbed wire wrapped baseball bat had hit that other character um, from a different point of view, not their own.
1: <laughs> Back to S.H.I.E.L.D. HQ we go. Simmons can't believe that things are completely inevitable. Uh, May runs the course again, and uh, she's getting better, faster, stronger. She can get to the thingy in time to do the stuff, which was... Bang.
0: Bang. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just... I'm throwing... I loved I loved it. I'm not making fun of it. I, I freaking loved the the punctuation of it and and to get the the speed and the cadence and the rhythm of what was going to happen
1: it's at this point where they found the building hey Transia's only ways through the security office it's almost like they've been pretending they were in the security office whilst in the rompus room they're ready to lock and load and go do things and stuff but whoop whoop they have an intruder alert who is it it's andrew who's about to change into lash for the last time he wants to say goodbye he's also an injection into the storyline by which their plans are going to fall asunder or are they
0: yeah he surrendered himself he explains that lash is taking over and he's come to say goodbye and we end this third act with a heavy close-up on melinda may's face
1: act four takes us pete to andrew saying that he's there and or because he's there, May needs to stay. I, it wasn't entirely clear to me. Maybe I looked away to the Twitter. I mean, I know in retrospect it's because it's his final, it's Andrew's kind of final goodbye here, at least what's being presented again as Andrew's final goodbye. That means, gee whiz, Daisy is now going to go. Um, Colson reminds Sky, yes, Sky, to come home safe. That's a, 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 that's a genuinely touching moment there.
0: Yes, it's Daisy, sir. I like that in his most heightened moments of emotion, he slips back to Sky. But for God's sake, you're going to come back safe. Um, May is with Andrew. And uh, he asks her, shouldn't you be behind the glass here? Uh, She, of course, uh, reassures him she is capable of getting out when she needs to. What's in the IV? Oh, well, that is Simmons experimental vaccine, which is a long shot. Hail Mary. Um, And that Andrew knows he's... um, becoming an inhuman and, uh, changing. And I found it really interesting here, Matt. There's the subject of, there's a little of me in him in Lash. Um, and there's some of, um, Lash. I'm sorry. There's some of Andrew in Lash.
1: I don't know if that is just uh, poetic writing or perhaps seeding for the future. It does occur to me that since we've been told this is the final change and the final goodbye. By the way, he has Simmons' Hail Mary thing, but no, it's the final goodbye. Let's all be careful to not watch the guest credits in future episodes, because the minute you see Blair Underwood, it's either going to be a flashback or the return of Andrew again, not the well, complaining. Blair Underwood is great. He, the character is great to play off of may. Just how many times are you going to kill this guy off?
0: And here's where I find myself really kind of fixating. So, um, you know, he brings up, I'm afraid I'm going to be gone forever. We're, we're dealing with this yet again. And we have really telecast this change coming and we actually have mail on this which we'll we'll bring up in a little bit in our decrypted transmissions um but they talk about if you could uh if you could change the past would you Andrew wouldn't change a thing May of course would and Matt I found it really interesting what he said next but he says he wants this monster in shield's hands he feels like He's fighting for a cause they don't understand yet. Tell me that might not have something to do with a civil war or anything else coming up.
1: I have to give credit to the show here, especially uh, writers Tancherone and Whedon here. It didn't feel like it was a massive story seed for the future. It just felt organic and kind of vaguely, you know, Thunder is coming. Beware the future, kind of stuff. Recounting it here, I think we can see the the right release structure behind it more so. But uh, again, credit to the show that it doesn't doesn't come off as you know. And one day, one day, you will look back to this moment and you will say, Ah, if only Andrew is here. It it doesn't play like that at all.
0: We move to a discussion of the surveillance of the Transia Corporation, and uh, was that ward matt
1: it's it's a nice reminder that not everybody else knows that ward is there i also thought that it was a really uh neat way to present it you know we've hacked into the pirated signal which is a little kind of techity tech tech but fine they see mr guerra and then that briefest of moments where where ward looks at the camera and uh the signal is interrupted ostensibly by ward himself And Fitz saying it's something else, just to remind all y'all out there that it's not actually ward. So, what
0: is Daisy walking into? Is the question back in the containment chamber? uh, There's a beep, and Andrew takes off the uh, magical IV. Um, They talk a little bit about uh, not changing things and uh with May talking about how she would Andrew reaffirms for her that uh she is still the center of the best things that ever happened in his life.
1: Concurrence to this Pete is Daisy breaking into that security room. She has live ammo by the way as shown by the the kind of orangish muzzle flash not the blue. Uh, so she's actually killing people there um but hey we've seen this fight before it's the rule of threes we saw it kind of previewed twice we're getting it now the third time this time ends with daisy unable to get the thing or the who's he what's off the guy's belt but instead she force blasts i mean inhuman blasts the last guard it also seems like the future is unfolding where it should be uh once colson goes in he shoots the one-way mirror out and uh it's, That's it,
0: how it, we were able to see it from that perspective, though. So smart to have that look like he was coming at her. Instead, it's the reflection.
1: Yeah, it's a nice it's it's a nice twist there and uh, twist for Daisy, though, not for us. Coulson's there for Grant Ward because this day just got weirder. We return from the act break. There's action, action, action to find Ward. Uh, Coulson takes the extras and helmets one way, while uh, Lincoln goes another way. Uh, Daisy, she's headed to the roof where she sees the chopper. This is all starting to look familiar again. Uh, she gets beaten by Malik in the suit. Uh, Lincoln is elsewhere. We're doing the famous Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, quick cross-cutting here. Lincoln is elsewhere. Briefly versus Mr. Guerra and his magnetic powers gets the uh, fire extinguisher to the head. Hey, that'll bloody his face. face. In the face, indeed. Uh, Meanwhile, Andrew is in the protective chamber. Yes, we have, I believe, four different storylines going on. Colson with the extras, Daisy on the roof, Lincoln with Mr. G and Andrew in the protective chamber. Pete, he's about to change. He puts his hand up to the glass, okay? Linda May puts her in, hand up to the glass. You nice know, it's the, the needs of the many or the one. I,
0: you read my mind. Nice smile out of her, and then it's ship out of danger. She, he, she's going to watch the transformation here, uh, which let's not lie. Let's let's shoot it down the middle. They're saving on effects to not have to do the whole full body transformation he put his hand down and then he got the glove on and then he came up and put that on okay it is what it is but um ming na wen sells it with just that quick smile to to really kind of ease him through this what you can only imagine is a horrible transition every time let alone for the final time uh on the roof uh malik is pounding on Daisy Charles is watching and uh, Malik's monologuing here talking about how intoxicating power is that he'd never uh, you know felt like this and, until taken a life uh, Simmons meanwhile something that we're going to return to in our level seven segment uh, asks rhetorically uh, what if Daisy saw her death somehow if if the death she saw was somehow her own um colson
1: sneaked in there so so quickly and then discounted so quickly that you know by the fact that daisy doesn't buy in this episode that it's 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 deliciously there for future discussion
0: it is and we'll we'll mind that colson has called everybody off not to engage A bloodied lincoln retreats um And uh, Lash has uh, changed. Um, We go back to Malik, who says it's time to say goodbye. But as he's about to deliver the coup de grace, Charles touches him.
1: Indeed, Charles showing some sort of unseen to us awful future. Um, And uh, this is while the the billboard is burning. It's ashing. Um, And I think that... that The message has obscured to where you can only see moving you Ooh, it's all it's all it's all mystery um malik uh is set to grab charles but gets blasted away by daisy charles falls in front of daisy this was the plan all along charles wanted to make a difference he was there to save daisy Meanwhile, Pete, uh, a moment for all y'all shippers out there looking up at the ash. Uh, Fitzsimmons realized it's not snow after all. In fact, I think it's Fitz who says that. Then Simmons says, I think we're supposed to hold hands here. She wonders if some things are inevitable. Oh, my.
0: Yeah. And back to the roof with um, Daisy and Charles. He explains that he had made the Robin for his daughter. He had to protect her from this, from what he's become. Um, He was afraid she would grow up to be like him and that she's always going to need protection. I hope you'll help. And she says she will protect her always. This was a part of uh, her earlier vision, of course, broken up. And then he touches her where, Matt, we are once again shown the future Vision from the beginning of this B season uh, in the Quinjet, the uh, space, uh, the blood floating around the cross. And then just the slightest bit more of a shield uniform before it blows with an explosion. He's so sorry. He drops the Robin uh, again with the uh, billboard moving you. And we end the fifth act.
1: After that final act break, we have uh, Ward uh, watching TV with Mr. Guerra. Is that where they make the exoskeletons? Ah, eh, Ward, not Ward, Squidward. That's what he's. That's not, rather, not what he's interested in. That's not the tech that he wants to focus on. Mr. Guerra gets a call from Malik saying that as the head of security, he should be with Malik at all times. Nope, says Mr. Guerra. Nice to see him getting used a bit more. He's where he mm-hmm. needs to be. Hang up and uh, tells Squidward that Malik sounded different, Pete. Malik sounded afraid. The dossier.
0: A detailed look at our bad guys. Matt, let's begin with not
1: Ward. It's the new look Ward that we get here. He's got himself the... Uh, doubtless matrix inspired inspired uh outfit there uh he's how got the much new do clothes
0: in cost in the matrix
1: um they're just a simple download that's like uh yeah that i don't think they cost anything
0: not 9.2 billion that's for
1: sure <laughs> that's true I,
0: you were putting it down earlier in this episode man and i'll piggyback off that i like the kind of polished edge that Brett Dalton is bringing in this third iteration of this one character he's played over three seasons. When you consider that, you know, the, the landscape has changed and so has his ability to play different incarnations of this character, it's a pretty interesting idea when we look back at the series thus far
1: yeah i think that he just sat down and had a discussion with himself as a professional actor and said well i could just be bad guy monster or you know what's this guy about he's you know thousands of years old has all this knowledge he should be playing it like he's the senior actor in the room it should be you know powers booth pff, you know I've, I've i've acted for for decades longer than powers booth it should be that kind of gravitas and that's what the character requires. And I think he really he really brings it. And to leave uh, to leave Malick afraid at the end. I mean, it's like, you know, who who watches the Watchmen? Who scares the head of Hydra? You know, it's, it's, it's one bad dude.
0: I found Gideon Malik in the suit a, a little unbelievable. Um, you mentioned before, and, and we'll put aside the idea of, of mech suits and things like this, this kind of strange Hollywood and, and pop culture fascination with it. But to to stick an, an older gentleman in it, I get it. We're going to make him stronger and he'll have this element of strength we wouldn't otherwise associate with a man of his age. But it, it, it just felt like too much of an embellishment. It It didn't feel like... That's
1: who he is. I also kind of felt like, all jokes aside, in this universe, there was a really famous exoskeletal suit that debuted all the way back in 2008, eight years ago. So even if you're not, you know, Stark Tech, and even if you're not as smart as Tony Stark, and you don't have the little friendly robot guy to be your assistant, and I'll grant you all of that, but like if you're the second place, tech mech suit company like this this just looks so so you know like it looks like it looks like you're looking like an apple IIe next to your iphone and you're like oh they're basically that we came up with a apple 3 like it, to me it just wasn't believable to have a suit that looked that kind of bare bones when you have iron man suits out there
0: lastly mr guerra here we've seen quite a bit of growth from him And now uh, Malik, having been confronted with whatever he saw that we didn't see, clearly worried, oh, I need my bodyguard here, my inhuman bodyguard, my inhuman lackeys, kind of a little bit of the subtext going on there. Uh, But he's confident that he belongs at uh, not Ward at Squidward's side
1: we've had a little a little fun with the character you know the actor who uh among other things has uh been the the host of uh american uh, top chef and all that but i like that this character who has been a little underserved in the past that he's he's getting to do some things there's been some some kind of you know motion from this bad guy camp to that bad guy camp um because, its I mean, he's an interesting character. His powers are interesting. The fact that he's so quiet makes him interesting. It's, it's the man with no name uh, type thing, you know, the, the Clint Eastwood movies and all that. So I'm, I'm glad to see that they're doing things with him. Welcome to Level 7.
0: Time to analyze and theorize Matt the visions. I think we're all about the visions in our segment this week. And let's take a look first at what Daisy saw. We saw uh, everything in her first vision come true. And then there's that second vision, which we've saw, uh, we've seen before, and we're seeing now for a second time.
1: Well, and Pete, let's review, too, what the rules are as laid out by Charles. Uh, You see the death of someone around you. That was it, right? yes so uh, the question now becomes or at least the 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 answer given to us which leads to a question itself if daisy has seen this vision um which it's now our second time we're doubtless working in the the rule of threes here so the next time it happens it'll happen for real if daisy sees it well that puts her in space that puts her on the on the jet there that puts her possibly wounded and pete what what happens at the end of the at the, at the end of that scene there? It blows up. It blows up. So now it's time to start to worry.
0: When Simmons throws that line out, well, maybe Daisy saw her own death referring to the first vision. Well, it's clearly not that. Did she see her pending death in the next vision?
1: that takes it to a really interesting story place you know we had talked about possibly do they do they write a brett dalton character or do they write out brett dalton from the show we talked about that previously and uh as was uh suggested to us by a listener and and i apologize i don't have the email in front of me at the moment but this email came like a month ago and still has stuck with me um it's this basic idea of What do you get by killing off a character for the fourth season knowing that probably the fourth season is the last season and the ratings don't support a fourth season, but the metrics of TV and 88 episodes and syndication package or Netflix or whatever supports getting to a fourth season? What do you get by saying, congrats, everybody, we did a four-season arc and we've completed the show on our own terms, except for Brett Dalton, we killed you off, or similarly here. Oh, man, what a journey it's been. Four seasons, 88 episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, who's going to be in the Inhumans movie? Uh, Not uh, Chloe Bennett, because we killed her off at the end of season three. Maybe that's not a fair place to start the discussion, because it's outside of the story. It's talking about the the biz, but the biz drives a lot of these things, and from the biz angle, I don't see them killing her off. But in story, we need to now worry she's dead meat.
0: Yeah, it's it's certainly concerning. Uh, you, you can't rule out that she couldn't be killed off. You also can't rule out, given the rules of this universe, that they could kill her off and she could become something else. Uh, hello. <laughs> we still don't have a name on screen for whatever Grant Ward has become. Um, so it's out there. And we just don't know at this point. So as loaded with uh, possibility is it is. It's also loaded with uh, a grim nature. Let's talk about the other vision, Matt Gideon. Malik's vision enough to shake him to wonder, Mister Geta, you should be by my side at all times to protect him. So clearly, there's going to come a time where he's not there, and something's going to happen to Malik.
1: And in a portion of the episode where the story momentum is not uh, focused on Gideon Malik, Powers Booth here nonetheless punches through, not just in the helicopter scene where, okay, you get your close up, you're the only character in that uh in that set you know i know that they're it's intercut with the ward stuff but it's like all right mr booth we're ready for your close-up it's his moment so he can channel looking emotionally hollowed out but he also brings that to the fight scene when he has seen that and he doesn't have a lot of time to show it but he he gets it across that this is something pretty horrific and um i i couldn't possibly begin to guess what it would be um but especially my spoiler free existence. It's just such thoughts are, are are outside my purity, but um, whatever it is, is enough to kind of foretell doom.
0: Open our mailbag, Matt, let's check the wire Uh, from Facebook here. The uh, fantastic geek Facebook page Regarding last week's episode, Watch Dogs, John Stewart writes in regarding May and Simmons' conversation about Andrew not having completed his transformation, Lincoln told everybody that earlier this season. According to him and his reading of the inhuman texts, inhumans completely turn into something. They don't shift back and forth. He suggested that since Lash kept turning back into Andrew, he must not be done with the transformation. And here, first, thank you, John, and two, completely validated uh, tonight in tonight's episode. So uh, well done.
1: Absolutely. Very, very thoughtful stuff there pete uh a quick little uh message from twitter that made me chuckle uh, again i don't know don't wanna overplay the fact that the episode was briefly paused while there was uh, election news thank goodness they paused it and didn't you know just we we continue in progress but uh tweet here from roger robertson one on twitter i think his name is roger robertson um he suggests that It wasn't actually ABC News interrupting with election news. Rather, it was part of Daisy's vision. Daisy had just discounted it. So if nothing else, that gave me a chuckle because that was, I don't know. I think you had three million people watching live all yelling at their TVs going, I don't care about the future of the country. Just keep showing me Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Tell me about the country later. But Pete, speaking of the future, just want to thank everybody who is headed on over to patreon.com slash fantastic geek to see how you might help the podcast part of the behind the scenes storage and bandwidth costs uh, that we incur. It, it's great to see the people have uh, jumped in to lend a hand and checked out some of the uh, some of the goodies we have to say thank you. They are they're the wind beneath our wings. And Pete, because of them, I can I, I, I can see the future. Pete, Pete, the future is filled with fantastic geek for many, many weeks and months and and years and decades to come.
0: There you go. Uh, I can't say enough about the kindness of our listeners. And uh, we continue to uh, put our minds to work to come up with more perks for you to get in return for said kindness. Uh, I'm going to be participating in a screenwriting challenge at the end of April, the beginning of May, and uh, one of the, actually two of the perks there, you might wind up in some way, shape, or form in what I write and get a copy of it. So there you go. Last year, I was a semi-finalist. Who knows? You could be part of a winning screenplay.
1: It's all in the future with those visions, Pete. But, Pete, the best vision of the future is, of course, being able to interact with you on Twitter. How can people do so?
0: You can find me on Twitter at Peter, K E T E L A A 7,486 followers. Can't be wrong.
1: While I am personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, you can be in touch with the podcast in a whole hive of ways. We are Fantastic Geek. That's fantastic with the P-H. You can find us on the .dot .com, the Gmail, the Instagram, and the Twitter under that name and more, Pete.
0: Facebook.com forward slash Fantastic Geek with the P-H, all one word. You hit the little thumb there and you can wrestle with us all you want. On the Facebook.
1: Well, with that Pete, I know we have uh, more of the Daredevil podcast ahead. If you're listening to us on the Pop Culture Podcast feed, if you're just going solo on the Shield feed, we'll be back for more Shield. the The finale date was announced. That's May 17th, a two-hour finale. So, by my count, I believe that's one, two, three, four, five, six weeks more of Agents of Shield. So, certainly, quite the roller coaster ahead. Whether we're talking Daredevil, whether we're talking. Uh, shield or other goodies to come.
0: Yeah, and uh, I think it's going to be the type of thing where we're in for a rocky finish here.
1: Well, Pete, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word.
0: This day can't get any weirder.